and the verses you know. Tell God to open it again to you. Ask him. Ask him. To help you to draw near. Fully assured by faith this morning. I perceive God is going to do something for some, uh, do some, things for some people here this morning. In Jesus' name, we pray. Thank you. Lord, you're already here. Ever before we entered into this chapel, you were waiting for us. Open our eyes to see you. Open our eyes to see you. You've started... And by the time we are concluding, Lord, we trust you that you will meet us at our point of need in Jesus' name. Thank you for having answered. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Uh, our topic is draw near fully. Assured by faith. Before I came up here, this moment, a few minutes ago, something dropped in my heart. And that I should ask, how many of us here believe that God is here? Don't answer. As you are coming to church this morning, how many of you were convinced that you are going to meet with the Lord? I was asked to ask you that question. You know, some, and when that came, it reminded me of John chapter 20. You remember John chapter 20? Martha, not Martha, Mary, early in the morning went to the sepulchre. And when she got there, very early, she realized that the corpse of Jesus was no more there.
And she went back to tell Peter and others. They followed. Please open to John 20 quickly. I will just point one or two things I go ahead. They followed. And when they came, Peter took off, overtook Mary, and entered into the sepulchre. Oh no, the other John first. When the other John, uh, the other disciple entered, what did he see? Are you with me, church? I want you to pay attention. Something is happening in this church this morning. What did they see? What did the other disciples see? Linen clothes. He didn't go in. But you have entered. You have come in. Have you come in? Yes. The Lord is here. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb and he saw the linen clothes lying there. Next verse. And the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but folded together in a place by himself. Then the other disciple came to the tomb that, that who came to the tomb first, went in also, and he saw and believed. Listen this morning. Next verse. What was their problem? For as yet they did not know the scripture. I want to stop a little bit. Coming to church is not a matter. It is a scripture. God's word. Are you hearing me? They didn't know the scriptures. And look at, they entered into where Jesus was. Where angels were. Where? And when they, next verse quickly, is uh, just dropped, I want to, before we go. Then the disciples went where? Where? Again, to where? You will not go back to your home the same way you entered this morning. I need to hear big amen. The disciples went back again. And they left Jesus there. They left every opportunity for Jesus to do something in their lives. Yet they went to where Jesus is. Next quickly. But Mary, did you notice Mary? Every one of us this morning will be Mary. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. She never entered though. She stood outside weeping. Peter left. The other disciple left. Only to go home with napkins. You will not go home with napkins this morning. Look at. I 
And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels. But Peter entered in there where the angels not there. Brethren, they were there. As he was walking around the tomb, the angel said, look at. You don't even know we are here. Can you be in the church? You won't know. Even ordinary angels, you don't know that they are here. Mary saw one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus was led. Oh God. You will see the, you will see something this morning. And they said unto her, Did you notice they spoke to her? Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Do you notice that she was looking for who? To draw near to him and collect him. I do not know where. Now when she had said this. Did you notice she was facing them. The angels. As soon as she said what she did. She turned her back. And said it is not you I am looking for. Do you know that what she did? Church pay attention. She turned her back to them. Excuse me. If angels appear here now. How will you react? Answer me. Will you not be happy? I'm asking you. Choir. Angels just come out and it's way like this. You will not leave this church today. People will come here. The angels came here. But this woman was not looking for angels. What you seek is what you find. She turned her back. And saw Jesus standing there. She hadn't made any movements. She didn't enter into the tomb. Jesus was there. And I'm wondering when Peter came and the other disciples, wasn't Jesus there? He said, look at Peter. See how you have come. And you have gone home like that. You will not go home the same way. I tell you that Jesus is here. Do you believe that Jesus is here? He is here. And and Jesus said unto her, Woman, why are you weeping? Why are you seeking? What, what, whom are you seeking? Do you notice that the angel didn't ask that question? Excuse me this morning. Who are you seeking? Don't answer. Answer that in your hearts. As we enter into our study quickly. Who are you seeking? Who are you seeking? Did you notice that she was trying to locate Jesus? Not a living Jesus. What kind of Jesus? A curse. But is it a curse we are looking for? What are we looking for? Risen Jesus. And when she supposed him to be the gardener, say to him, Sir, 
If you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. That woman, oh God. Well, anytime I come here, I keep praying for myself. What is she to take away? Huh? Cops, dead person. I want to ask you, church. If you have an option of a dead person and angels, which one will you choose? You are not answering me now. You have an option of angels. She had that option. Is it also? And a dead body. Which one will you choose? Angels. Angels. We are looking at the just living by faith. I will take him away. At this point, did you notice that Jesus said, No. You have found me. I will not hide myself anymore. May Jesus not hide himself from you. Particularly this morning that you are in the church. The other disciple, did they see him? No, but they were there. They passed him. I am praying for everyone here that we will see him. He said, Mary. And then God opened her understanding to know that it's Jesus. It's not the gardener. Did you notice that God dropped something in her life? When you seek and find him, God will do something. And that's why we have come to the church. We will find him this morning. Tell your neighbor, you will find him this morning. In the name of Jesus. Now let's quickly go to our text. Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10. Where to look at from verse is. I can't finish it within the time we have. I'll only read and settle somewhere. Let me start from verse 14. For by one offering he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. Wherefore, the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. For after that he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them. After those days, said the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now, where remission of, of where remission of this is, there is no more offering for sin. Now, verse nineteen. See what Jesus has done. Have you seen what He has done for us? No, you don't need to offer. The Lord has his blood, his body has settled everything for us. To have access to who? To God. Now, did you notice verse 19 therefore said, Having therefore brethren, boldness. What brings the boldness? Because Jesus has finished it. And given us a standing 
to have access to the Holy of Holies where God is. We should not be afraid. We should trust that God is. And is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. 20. By a new and a living way which he had consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh he has settled this. And having an high priest over the house of God. Hallelujah! Who is the high priest here? You are not talking with me now. Who is the high priest here? Jesus is over this household. He's here. He's here. Now, he said, because he's here, let us do what? Draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from all evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Now, I'm going to dwell in verse 22. You notice that the first thing he said we should do is to draw near. To who? To who? To Jesus that is over this church. With a true heart, not false hearts. I'm going to talk a little bit on those ones. Having our hearts, no, full, with a true heart in full assurance of what? Faith. And devoid of evil conscience. When that happens, we'll be able to get through to him and get results. The first word, draw near. I want to ask you, is it God that draws near to us? Is it God that meets us? Huh? Huh? He looks so. He looks so. Let me tell you. God dealt with me with James chapter 4. That I know verse 8. Let's look at that. James chapter 4. If you are there, can we... Okay, it's already there. Verse 8. Can we see it on the screen? Just remove me. It's not me. It's God's word we came to see now. If you don't want to see me as I'm standing, it's okay. Say, draw nigh to God. And he will do what? Who is supposed to initiate this? Me. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify what? Your hearts. You double-minded. 
Everybody, every one of us here know about this. But God brought it to me in a way that I became afraid. And I said, ah, I cannot have access to God without drawing Ronam the God. At least I can call you come. That verse, that verse said what? Draw. Supposing I'm God, he's, he said, draw nigh. You are too fast, so if that's the way we draw nigh, it will be wonderful. I want you to note, if he takes a step, take a step. Did you see God stepping this? Are you noting? If he doesn't move, God doesn't move. Listen, church. Everybody pay attention. You are not moving. Okay. Just stop there. Anything? Nothing. Even though you are in the church, did you notice nothing? Until he begins to do what? Okay, go back. No. Backslide. Just go step back. Don't draw near. Go back. You see, as he's also drawing back, what does God do? He's going back. Did you see the gap is increasing? Who is determining this space? Who is the determinant of this space? Me. Oh yeah, let's see your determination. Did you notice it hasn't stopped? What is happening? The space is closing. Did you notice? What has happened? Hallelujah! Oh God, church, pay attention. You are the determinant. And the next thing you should have done before coming, God checked something. Said, Did you notice? Wash what? Cleanse your hands. Ye sinners. There is no way he can come without doing this first. Did you notice? Purify your hearts. Because God looks at the mind. You know, for him to go back is double mindedness. Is it not so? And when God has said, Kai, getting to God is tied by me, by you. Keeping God away is decided by you, not God. Thank you, sir. Church, do you understand? That's a matter before us. You will notice that the disciples, Jesus told them to cross over in the night. And in that night they had problems. Jesus saw them. And came that night 
on the sea and was walking on the sea. Do you remember? When they saw this person, they were afraid, people who were already in trouble. Only for you to say, have you seen a human being walking on water before? They concluded it's a spirit, they are finished. And Jesus seeing that, he said, fear not. It is me. Don't be afraid. And Peter said, if it is you, bid me come to you. What did Jesus say? Come. Jesus, Peter jumped out and said, Kai, Rafi Ronko, you have a problem. If it is me, I won't jump out. I will put one leg first to check whether the leg will sink. If it doesn't, the second leg will come out. But Peter jumped out. Was he walking on water? Ha! What a wonderful scenario. But did you notice that in that same spot, the problem that they had doubled? And I said, why didn't Jesus clear it? Why did Jesus allow the problem to be doubled? Do you notice that Peter looked at the problem and for him to look at the problem he would have looked away from Christ. And as soon as he looked away from Christ his faith left. Fear came in. Am I right? And when fear came in he stopped the walking. Who stopped the walking? Who stopped the walking? Peter. It was not Jesus. And as he stopped, what now began to happen to him? He began to sing. Did you notice that Jesus didn't do anything? Jesus was watching him going down. Jesus seemed to be saying, let him be my own. Now his choice. You will make correct choice today. I didn't hear a big amen, no. You will make a correct choice. He was going, you know, going, going, going. Until he came to himself and turned again, looked away from the problem and said, Jesus, help me. Did you notice as soon as he did that, Jesus just stretched forth his hand. Two of them were inside the ship. And as they entered the ship, the storms ceased. I want to ask you, why didn't Jesus stop the storm first before saving Peter? He was teaching Peter that the storms are on the storms. Jesus is over the storm. He can walk on any storm. Uh Uh-uh. Hello? Who created the storms? Himself. That I don't need to stop the storms to save you is me. That was a heart. Did you notice his heart went away and was carried away? But this morning also I know of a man who drew near to 
Jesus. And Jesus drew near to him. And that is Zacchaeus. Do you remember Zacchaeus? Luke chapter 19, verse 1, quickly. From verse 1. Now, and Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans. And he was rich. Now, why were we told that he was rich? Did you see they said he was rich? Huh? There are some things when I read, I say, ah, why were we told that he was rich? Does anybody have an answer why you were told he was rich? You don't have an answer. But eventually you are rich. Check what happened. But eventually you think you are rich. Check what happened now. And as Jesus was passing, he said, and he sought. Did you see the word sought? He was not looking. What was he doing? Seeking to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press because he was little of stature, but he was rich. Was he rich? Do you know a rich man shouldn't seek Jesus? What will he say? Who are those people that are passing? Tell them to come to my house. Let me, I want to entertain them. Will you not have the money to entertain them? He didn't, he couldn't see. And there were other things that couldn't allow him. Our text said, draw near, fully assured. By faith. Did you notice that? That attempt. I think he tried with his uh, height. Went on that. They gave him a. They, they, who is there? My friend. Give chance. He couldn't climb on anybody. If he touched anybody. Said, Come on. What are you doing? Eh, this place is not a tax office. When he could not. But not the word he sought to see Jesus. Next verse quickly. And he ran. I have been sitting on this. It's been touching. Who ran? Have you seen a, a rich man running? You are not talking with me. Rich man. Rich man. Does he run? How does he move? Vika, can I see you after? <laughs> That's a rich man. But this rich man, what did he do? He ran. What is he running for? Oh God. I 
as he ran somewhere he saw a sycamore tree because of that man I had to go and look at the sycamore tree in IMT orchard he climbed have you seen a rich man climbing can a rich man climb what will a rich man do he has the money to pay as many to so come on go up there and they will quickly go because they know when they come down money will flow but this rich man what was he looking for jesus drawing near listen brethren ha ah. listen this morning he climbed and i said there are people who have heart i don't have supposing jesus changed direction okay for ya parasa did you see and you know that that man will come down and run again he was looking for something do you know that when you are looking for something god knows you know god sees the heart i'm going to talk about the heart quickly do you notice that as a climb next one And when Jesus came to the place ha, he stopped Did you see them drawing did you see he was drawing nigh he was looking for Jesus with a pure heart you know a pure heart is is not about sin but a heart that is sincere and honest a heart that sees and says see my life is not correct i need help that's a pure heart that's a heart which which he was when jesus got there is a turned and as soon as jesus stopped what happened to the crowd they also stopped notice something jesus said he looked up and saw him and said unto him Zacchaeus how did he know his name there was a connection because he was seeking Jesus in verse 10 you also see that Jesus is also seeking can you drop verse 10 And I think that when Jesus sees a heart that is seeking him did you see that Jesus the, the son of man is come to do what to seek what was Zacchaeus doing was he a connection there was was he a network connection hallelujah can you have a, net con, a network connection when somebody is not seeking can there be a connection no So you can be in the church and you will lose connection. You are not connected to Christ because you are not seeking him. Go back to where you stopped quickly please. I'm running for time. Aha. He said make hands and come down for today I must do what I bad. Was Jesus initially program to go to the house of Zacchaeus did you see a drawing near has changed his itinerary 
May you change the tenor of Jesus today. And it's a heart that is drawing near that can change that. And when he has done that, next verse quickly, quickly. And he made his, if you are Zacchaeus, will you not come quickly? He came down and was now standing before God. You know, when I was, Namdi, when he was walking, was he not standing with me now? When he came closer, was he not walking? Did you not see him standing with me? Now, Zacchaeus was shot. But he is now standing with Jesus alone. Where were the crowd? Asami. They gave chance. In verse 2 or so, did the crowd allow him? Where are they now? Everyone was seeing Zacchaeus with Jesus. They said he was of a little stature. But is he tall now? Hallelujah. Physically he was short. Spiritually giant. And everybody was seeing it. People will see you are standing with Jesus. People will see you are standing with Jesus. Ha! He was now the one around with Jesus because he drew near. If he refused to draw near, would this thing have happened? No. Now, what troubled me was the next verse. Next verse. When they saw it, who are they there? The, the crowd. See what they did. They all murmured, saying that he was going to be with a guest, with a man that is a sinner. They didn't say this behind him. He had it. Now, what is the implication of this statement? They were saying that they were not sinners. We don't need Jesus. We're only following him because we are well, we are we are rich, we can. And I was wondering out of a crowd that followed him, Jesus did not talk to any of them. Did you ever hear that Jesus touched any of them? Did you ever hear that Jesus Talk to any of them. Why? Because they were standing far. But they were in the church. And but because they have these hearts that was not clean. They didn't have faith. When the moment to tell you that Zacchaeus had a pure heart, he got up in the next verse. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore how many fold? What does that tell you about that? kind of hearts. 
his heart is ready to restitute, ready to repent. And I thought that Jesus would have said, well done, well done, go and do that. But did you notice that Jesus didn't tell him to go and do that? What did Jesus say? Jesus said unto him, this day. Everybody read it, let's read the church. Notice that said this day salvation has come to where to his house. Let's go to your house. Who was in front now? Zacchaeus. Ha. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! He didn't do, he abandoned the crowd and went to Zacchaeus' house. Because of Zacchaeus' heart. I'm telling us that we are the determinant of what God can do in our lives. If you make up your mind this morning, God will go with you. In the name of Jesus. Now he said, come with a true heart. I've gone back to our passage. Hebrews 10.22 Have you got it for us? Oh, my time is finished. Draw near with what? A true heart. What is the opposite of true? False. So, do you notice that somebody's heart can be false? When you are coming to God, He looks at your heart. It's not true. If the heart is not true, He can't draw near to you. It is a true heart. And do you remember in First Samuel chapter sixteen? Just leave that one there, verse seven. He said, "The Lord, for Samuel, He said, look, one, He went to go and anoint." Somebody a king, eh? is it not so? Then one fine boy, huge, looking like a king, came out. Is it not so? As soon as he came out, what did Samuel say? Surely, this is the Lord's anointed. That's the first time I saw Samuel failing in a prophecy. Surely! And the Lord knew that, oh, this person's stature has confused him. He now corrected him. He said, the Lord does not look, see the way we see. Does he see? Mm -mm. He said, the Lord sees by a man's heart. The Lord sees by your heart. It's not by your activity and your actions, no. It's by your heart. That changed somewhere. I want to tell you this morning. The drawing near is determined by your heart. The Lord looks at your heart. Looks at my heart. Whatever we are doing, He looks at their heart. 
And that's how he reacts. How do I know he looks at the heart? Do you remember in John chapter 8, they brought in one woman caught in the very heart. Do you remember? What was in their hand, all of them? They quoted the scripture. Did they quote the scripture? Huh? They were religious. Say by the words of uh, Moses. They were carrying that stone. But do you, what do you say? The Lord was still writing, didn't answer them. I think at that time he was looking at their hearts. The ones carrying stone. Then he got up and said, Any of you without sin should cast the first stone at her. And he went down. Please, sorry sir, take me to that John chapter 8. I'm talking about our hearts. If you see where I've said, Oh, I thought you were there. John 8, verse 7. No, I've read, I've discussed verse 8. And verse, take me to verse 9. And they which had it, what did they hear? Huh? Uh-uh. Which, and which, and they which had it, what did they hear? Any of you, that is carrying stone, that is not having sin, should do what? Be the first to cast the stone. Ah! As soon as they had it, did you notice there, there is a conviction by their own conscience? Their conscience was evil. And it was their conscience that was telling them, come on, drop that stone. What happened to the hand that was up? It was going down, small, small. Conscience said, come on, do quickly. Boom. Get away from here. He walked away. I wish they didn't walk away. After dropping the stone. What is, let me ask you, what is the number one sin all of them committed? Who can tell me? The number one sin, was it only the woman they caught? I'm asking you. Where is the man now? Why did they keep the man? He was their colleague. <laughs> they didn't want to 
It looks to me that they set a trap. Maybe that woman had denied some of them. I was now meeting with this man. They now set up, set up people to lay ambush. That's why they say he, she was caught in the very act. Was she caught alone? No. And they didn't bring those people. What sin is that? Injustice. Is your heart filled with injustice? You can't raise stone against anybody. They were all sinners. All of them dropped and left. And then Jesus looked up and didn't see anybody. And said, woman, where are the dying accusers? Has anyone condemned you? What did she say? Nobody. Jesus said, neither do I, but go and see no more. Brethren, do you know if those people had dropped the stone and stayed behind, they also, the Lord would have forgiven them. and said, go and see no more. But their heart, their conscience that was evil, didn't allow them. Do you know that evil conscience will take you out of the presence of God even this morning? You will check your conscience. Even as I'm talking, as I say, mm, uh, it's the conscience that is the trouble. And Jesus knows that. He doesn't. He knows that's the first place he looks at before he can do anything with us. Faith without good conscience makes life to be a shipwreck. First Timothy 1.18, quickly. My time is finished. First Timothy 1.18, quickly. Now, you notice that those people dropped their stones and left. They didn't have faith in Christ. They didn't draw near. And Jesus never called them back. Any man that decides not to draw near, he doesn't call you back. He doesn't. That man that came, that rich man, and said, ah, what shall I do to get eternal life? And Jesus told him, he said, all of this I've done. Jesus looked at him and said, yes, it's true, I loved him. But one thing, go and sell everything you have, come and follow me. That man was grieved. The conscience bam, took him out. And I said, why didn't the Lord call him back? The, the Lord told me that it's a choice he has made. <laughs> Listen, all of you. That's why God did not call Judas out. He only put his sin to him. Told him to make a choice. Have you given me first Timothy 1.8? This charge is a, a charge that was committed to Timothy according to the prophecies which went before on thee that by them might war a good warfare. Every child of God is into a warfare, spiritual warfare. And how do we succeed in that warfare? Next verse 18, 19, 19. Holding forth what? Faith. Next. And a good 
which some having put away consigning faith have made shipwreck. Faith without a good conscience does not work. Faith without a pure heart does not work. God will want us to have a good conscience. Sorry, I wanted to talk more on that, but I will stop here. Check your conscience. I hope you know what is conscience. Eh? Hello, hello. I know we all age. What is conscience? Okay, what is conscience in Igbo? I thought I was communicating. What is conscience in Igbo? Eh? I want to learn. What is conscience in Igbo? Does anybody know? Do you know that your conscience guides? Do you know when you do you know that oh, how do I put this thing? The warfare must go with faith and a good heart. That's why I say draw nigh. Draw nigh with what? Draw nigh with pure hearts. Fully assured by faith. Good conscience affects your faith. I mean, good conscience helps your faith. Good conscience keeps you on God and you are fully assured. Evil conscience derodes your faith. And when God wants to be pleased, you know, he said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Do you know when God wants to be to arise in your faith and he looks at your heart and he sees an evil conscience, he, he stops. He stops. I just pray that God will help us to deal with this matter in the name of Jesus. I want to finally talk fully assured by faith. Fully. Did you notice the word fully? Somebody may not be fully assured by faith. You are assured. You are sure of what God has said. You are sure that God has said this and he will not fail. You are sure that he is God. You are sure that he is here and that he will not fail you. Do you know, I want to just bring one person quickly and then we pray. Do you remember Abraham? Let's go to Romans chapter 4. That's where I will stop now. Romans chapter 4. Give, give me verse 17 from verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed. Even God, who quickened the dead, and called those things which be not as though they were. Did you see the last sentence? 
God collects those things which what? Did not. As though they were. That's God. And Abraham believed God for that. Abraham was fully persuaded by that. Next verse. Who against hope? That's Abraham. Believed in hope. Brethren, have you seen a thing like that? What's the meaning of that? Oh, talk with me. Who against what? Hope. <laughs> and he believed in what? Hope. What's the meaning of against? There is no hope. In this matter, there is no hope. But we are seeing that he believed in hope. That there is no hope. I said, this topic is helping my life. What is it that you have lost hope in? Don't tell me oh, this morning. Against that hope, can you believe in hope? Because the Lord is here. You will draw near to him this morning. He is here. Now, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken. So shall I see it be. What was he that was against hope? How old was Abraham at this time? Hundred. You know our professors are here. Can anybody have a child at hundred years? Are you one of them? Huh? They are not talking with me now. Is it? A hundred year old man. You are saying that he's going to have a child. The wife going to have a child. There is no hope for that. Medically, medically, am I right? Lost hope. I said, God help me. Oh. God will need to help me to increase my faith. I don't know about you. He believed. Next verse, quickly. And be not weak in faith. Oh, I say, oh, so somebody can, there is weak faith. Is there weak faith? Eh? Yes. God wants us to be strong where? In faith. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now now look at where his faith came did you see the word consider what should be the normal thing a natural person will if you tell the person you will have a child what will the person do he will consider you check is it not so hundred years and the cells are all dead am I right in fact my womb is gone my spams are dead. Did he consider that? He didn't consider his body. These are some of the things that affect our faith. He didn't consider. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't consider that. Next, he staggered not at the promise of God. 
through unbelief. What's the meaning of stagger? Eh? Then there was no staggering. He moved towards God without stopping. No stopping. No staggering. And no unbelief, but was strong in faith. Given glory to God, the baby hasn't come. Will you rise this morning in your faith to God that is in this church? You know, I started by telling you that God is here. He said, I should ask you, do you believe he's here? You will rise. Given glory to God. Next verse quickly. I'm being fully, did you notice that? Not partially. Fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. Is anybody playing anything? Did you notice that you must be fully persuaded? Church, listen. You will be fully persuaded that God is here. Mary was persuaded. Was Jesus there? Eh? Yes. God will do what he has promised to you. This morning in the name of Jesus. You will draw nigh to him this morning. And did God not perform it? Now instead of God beyond performing it. Look at what God did to him in addition. Let's verse quickly. And therefore... It was imputed to him for righteousness. And yet God did that. God is about to take some of us to a higher level this morning in the name of Jesus. For us, what is God saying? 24 to 25 quickly. This is for Abraham. Let's see ourselves quickly. Verse 24. And let us consider one another. Uh Uh-uh. No, I'm talking about Romans 4. 24. But for us also, to him to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, to you also this morning. There will be an imputation of righteousness if you believe him that is here. Next verse of that, verse 25. And who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. That Jesus is here. And he's going to, he's going to do something. Your faith is going to change his timing. Do you know our faith can change his timing? He doeth all things beautiful when? But your faith can change it this morning. Do you believe that? Your faith can change it this morning. That's what happened in John chapter 2. You know John chapter 2. There was a marriage. Is it not so? Eh? Are you there from verse 1? And Jesus was also invited. And the mother of Jesus was also there. I want to talk about our faith changing situations. 
Listen. Next verse. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. Next verse quickly. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, they have no wine. Hello. Jesus went to the mother. The wine finished in that marriage. Said they have no wine. What in concern Jesus with wine? Is he a member of the committee? Is he the chairman? Was he the chairman? He was only an invited guest. Did you hear Jesus telling the mother, Mother, what have I to do with you? My time has not come. Is that not what Jesus said? Woman, what have I to do with thee? My hour is not yet come. If your son answers you like that, how will you react? Mothers, tell me. Answer me quickly. If your son answered you like that, mom, what will you tell? You will say, but I'm your mother, or do you know? Do you notice that that woman didn't say anything? The woman went away and told the disciples, whatever he tells you to do, do it. I have gone. Did she go? That statement, what does it mean? Faith. Faith goes with obedience. Listen. Without obedience, I'm stopping. Without obedience, faith does not work. She had faith in the son. Even though she said it's not her time. Oh God, is somebody hearing something now? Whatever he tells you to do, do it. She left. She didn't trouble the son. She had faith in the son. Do you know when the son saw her faith, he changed his mind. God will see your faith this morning and change his mind. Did he change his mind? He called the second. Go and fill that thing with water. They filled it. Say, so, yeah, carry a cup. Go and give to the chairman. The boy carried the water. You know, there are some of us that ask questions like me. I would have asked, this. they are looking for wine. You are saying I should go and give him wine. Did you notice that that disciple obeyed? I'm talking about obedience. This morning, your heart must be ready to obey. Let's this morning. It's not about rifle. I know you know Ralph. I'm not talking about don't obey God this morning. You will see what we'll do, what God will do. He carried the cup. As he was holding the cup in his hand, it was water. Do you think he changed to wine in his hands? If that thing had changed to wine in his hand, what do you think the disciples would have done? He would go back and say, sir, it was water we fished. So as soon as the man collected the water from his hand, it turned to water. I mean, it turned to wine, I'm sorry. And the man tested the thing. It was sweet. God is going to do something sweet in our lives. That water will turn to wine. 
this moment. Why did that happen? Somebody with faith was there. Number two, people who were obedient were involved. Do you notice that what caused that miracle to happen was that Jesus was invited? If Jesus was not invited in that marriage, would that thing have happened? It tells me also that in my life, in everything I'm doing, invite Jesus. Seek him. Look for him. Look for him. But this morning I am stopping here. That God said you will stop here. That water will be turned to wine. When my brother was coordinating, he said, some are going to be healed. Where is he? Jesus is here. Something good is going to happen to me. Happen to me. This very time. Something good is going to happen to me. Jesus of Nazareth is passing my way. As we are praying, can you carry that to prayer? Something good. See Jesus here. See Jesus here. If you want to come to the altar to kneel, come and kneel. Mary refused words and something good happened. If you want to carry your mother to the altar, carry it there. That Zacchaeus was a rich man. He kept his richness aside and ran to Jesus. Can you run to Jesus this moment? Our prayer is going to take short moments. Can you run to Jesus? Wine is finished in some people's life. Wine is finished in some people's life. It's going to Turn that water, that situation to wine now. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you. Look at us at the altar. Mary saw you and you asked him, ask her, what are you seeking? These people that have come to the altar, they are seeking you. And so I pray that your hand of healing, hand of help, will be released right now to everyone here now in the name of Jesus Christ. Look at their faiths. Are they fully persuaded? As many that are persuaded that dead body will come back to life now. Let it come back to life now. Let it come back to life now. Let it come back to life now in the name of Jesus. They have come seeking you, drawing near. There's no person that has ever met with you that goes back the same. As a good pack, let your life flow. 
through each and every one of them. And those who couldn't even come out to the altar, you are looking at every heart this morning. Every heart. Even though that have raised stones, you are looking at their own heart. Cause them to drop their stones and return to you this moment and let and let your presence take over our lives, all of all of us. Even I ask, oh God, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Thank you for having answered. They have come not to the vicar, not to the priest. They have come to meet you. I can see you sit, stretching forth your hand and touching each of them. Each of them. Each of them. Have your way in their lives. Thank you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Then if the Lord sees fit, we will sit at His feet, or we walk by His side in the way. What He says we will do, where He says we will go, never fear only trust and obey. Trust and for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey.